Welcome to the Raising Successful Kids podcast. This is a podcast where we will discuss and explore how to raise children to be successful in all areas of their life. Irene Santanier is a working mum of an entrepreneurial child and shares a passion with her husband to see children succeed. And now, introducing your host, Irene Santanier. Hello everyone and welcome to the Raising Successful Kids podcast. Thank you for joining me today. It's an honour to share this time with you. My name is Irene Santanier and along with my husband I have the pleasure and also the agony at times of parenting an entrepreneurial child. We have a 12 year old son who brings us a lot of delight but it's also quite challenging at times as well. I wanted to share this journey with other parents or carers of entrepreneurial children because it is just that, it's a pleasure as well as a challenge at times. What do you do when you realise that your child or children are displaying traits of an entrepreneur? Do you ignore it? Do you go with it? Do you make them do something that's going to focus their mind to grow? Should you just do anything at all? Leave them to their own devices? And how does having this dynamic individual impact on the rest of your family, especially if you have other children? I also wanted to share this journey with parents or carers or people who work with children who would like their children to become entrepreneurs or who want to show the children in their care that there's a different way of thinking. It's not always that they're going to be entrepreneurs it's just to show them that there is a different way that they have a choice. Having an education, going to college or university, getting a job isn't the only option available to them. Now, I live and parent in the UK, so some of the expressions I use and the way I speak, some of the assumptions I make are because I'm UK-based. But the principle of raising successful children will be the same the world over. So how do you raise your children to be successful? Thank you for coming on this journey with me. We're going to cover this a lot in all of the podcasts that are going to be coming up in the weeks ahead. And I'd really like your input as well. I just thought we'd go through five simple ways, first of all, that I've thought of that will help you think about raising your kids to have success in their lives. I think the first one that's really important is to have a growth mindset. Now there have been lots of studies done on mindset in children and mindset something that we're going to come back to time and time again because it's not only important in adults who are wanting to be entrepreneurs or who are entrepreneurs but if you can set the mindset in the right way in your children then that's half the battle won. There's a lot of studies that have been done And they basically boiled it down to having two possible mindsets. There's a fixed mindset or a growth mindset. Kids with a fixed mindset believe that they're smart or they're dumb. They're talented at something. It could be painting or playing a musical instrument or a sport of some sort. Or they're not talented. They may have the belief that the world consists of a number of gifted people whom the rest of us admire from the sidelines or at a distance. Now, kids with a growth mindset appreciate that anyone has the ability to become anything that they want to be. They just have to put their mind to it, get on and do it, practice it, whatever it might be, and they'll achieve that goal. 
They understand that people are not just smart or dumb. They understand that not everybody is talented, but that hardworking individuals who have made the decision and chosen, and that's the key in this, that they've chosen to take their abilities to a different level can also achieve success. Of course, there are people who are talented, but they still have to practice. They still have to hone their talents in order to achieve success. So it's having that growth mindset that they're going to take what they have and they're going to make it into something successful. So they've chosen to do that and that's the key. One of the other things that we can do to raise successful kids is to assign tasks to them at home. Now, I don't know about you, but my mum did not shy away from assigning chores to both me and my sister while she was at work. She was basically a single parent, so she couldn't do everything. We weren't paid pocket money. There was an expectation for us to help out around the house because that's where we were living and she couldn't do everything, as I said. At the time when we were growing up, at one point she held down nearly three jobs. So she wasn't at home an awful lot. So we we had to do our fair share around the house. Now, at the time, we probably thought we were very hard done by. But by the time we went to senior school... We could cook a roast dinner amongst other things. We knew how to bake cakes. She knew that when she came home from work that there was always food ready and if we didn't have a chance to do it that we could rustle up something very quickly when she came home. We knew how to use the washing machine. We were responsible for doing all of our own washing. We knew how to iron our own clothes, our school uniform. We could do that on the dining table because we didn't own an ironing board. So we knew how to do all of those things and we looked after ourselves, we polished our shoes, we made our lunch boxes, we had our certain jobs around the house. Now those chores taught us skills and we were able to do those things on our own. Our mum was making us independent and independent thinkers and we didn't even realise that there was such a thing and maybe she didn't realise that's what she was doing but that was the effect of it. Teaching children how to do chores teaches the skills that they need as well as the importance of having those skills. They are not brought up with the expectation that somebody else will do those jobs for them. They just get on and they do it. Making sure that they have jobs around the house or chores, whatever it might be, walking the dog or anything like that, is a way of giving them greater independence and it gives them also some tenacity Both of those are needed for success later on in life. It builds the belief in the children that they must do their part to reap benefits in life. It's not going to be given to them on a plate. They have to do something in order to gain something. It also removes the initial barrier that children face when they're handed a responsibility for the first time. Children that already do chores around the house tend to become Adults that collaborate better with co-workers and are more independent when they're performing tasks. So, number three, parents. This is for you now. It's important that you're involved in your children's education. It's well established that parents being involved in their children's education improves the children's behaviour. It promotes a positive attitude. It encourages regular attendance at school or college. And in addition... Being involved simply shows your child that you care about his or her education and learning and that alone can make children appreciate the importance of education and help them understand that what they are doing 
has a purpose. Parents who are actively involved without being dictators are more likely to have kids with a high self-worth, kids who are disciplined and display self-discipline, and kids who are more motivated to achieve more regardless of their ethnic, social or racial backgrounds. There's been so many studies done that show that parental involvement in education results in better performance at school. I work in a school. I work in the finance department of a big school. We are regularly told by the data that the teachers produce that those parents who are regularly interested and involved in the education of their children perform much better at school. And even those children who have teachers that take an interest in them and want them to succeed, they start to perform better and they start to see the benefit of having somebody interested in them. It is so important to make sure that you're involved in what your children are doing at school because you're not with them for those hours of the day. So if you can be involved either at home and helping them with what they're learning, if you can make sure that you're talking to them about what they're learning in senior school. It makes such a difference to those children, makes such a difference. Some studies suggest that parental involvement helps give children attention and praise, which in turn helps them recognise that education is a worthwhile thing to do because it's worthy of adult interest. It also helps children understand that their schooling isn't just about them. It's part of a collaboration between pupils, teachers and parents and this team approach will only benefit them as they grow up and go go out into the bigger world. Okay so number four, teach them healthy habits. There's no point insisting your child leads a healthy lifestyle if you as a parent or carer are not leading the way. So encourage exercise for example by regularly going on walks or taking them out to the park to kick a ball around or play a physical game. If you live in a country where it snows a lot, in the UK it doesn't snow that regularly, where I live anyway, but when the snow comes, be the first to go out with a sledge and encourage a few snowball fights. Fun activities linked to anything cardio builds happy memories, good feelings and a positive mental attitude towards exercise. It doesn't have to be too hard and it doesn't have to cost anything. Encouraging a love of the outdoors will reap many benefits as they get older and it may even help reduce their dependence on small screens and gaming and computers and sitting in their rooms on their own. There's nothing nicer than on a cold day, all of you putting on your coats and your wellingtons and going out for a long walk and then coming back and sharing a hot drink together. Special moments. Another thing that you can do is make sure that you have healthy snacks in the house. Even if money is tight, choose fruit or healthy less sugar products over high sugar products. Better still, why don't you set aside some time and learn how to bake your own snacks with your children's help? Some of the most fun that we've had in our house when our son was younger was baking bread or baking cakes. You don't know, you may even start a passion in them by just having fun in the kitchen. It's also important to eat at regular times, so avoid slow snacking. This is easy to do when they're young, it's harder to do when they get older. 
our son seems to disappear a lot into his room with various things that have gone missing from the cupboards. So a good thing to do is get them involved in preparing the, the meals. What we do with our son, he's learning now how to chop vegetables properly and chop onions properly like chefs do. So we'll get him to do that and we'll get him to make a simple pasta sauce and then cook the pasta. Um, so he's actually made the meal and he takes a lot of pride in doing that. And it means when you sit and enjoy that meal together, it's just something very special that's taken place and it promotes time to talk and give encouragement, etc. Another thing you can do when you're teaching them healthy habits is teach them to sleep. If you're a bit of a night owl, it's a good excuse for you to go to bed early as well. If you're up all hours of the day and night, don't be surprised if your kids do the same. They follow your example after all. So encourage a good sleep pattern. Don't have any technology after a certain time. However much of a battlefield that becomes, and it does become a battlefield, make sure that technology is all taken away after a certain time. I'm a great advocate for not having televisions in bedrooms and I get slated about that an awful lot but I truly believe that bedrooms are for sleeping in not for watching TV so don't have a TV in their room that can be controversial it's up to you as a family but I think it's a healthy habit because bedrooms are for sleeping and if you the sooner you start to encourage a good sleep habit the better it will be for them. Do you remember when your kids were very small and you had a set routine for their bedtime? I know we did. It was dinner, worship, bath, story, bed. It's harder to encourage that bath, story, bed routine when you have older children. But still having a regular pattern to what happens in the house of an evening encourages habits and hopefully it will encourage good habits. It's also a good idea not to let your older children sleep too late in the mornings. Now our son would sleep until lunchtime every day if he could get away with it. And apart from missing precious productive hours that will never come back, it actually upsets their rhythms. I don't subscribe to the idea that teens should sleep later and stay up later because I think if you encourage good habits then they're going to get into the habit of getting up early. I know everybody wants to have a sleep in and a lie in every now and then, and that's great, but it shouldn't be a regular thing that they're allowed to sleep in late in the mornings and then they stay up late at night. It's just not good for their bodies. It's not good for their rhythms. Okay, and the last point is to encourage their passion. There's an author called Katie Hurley. She's the author of Passion, The Gift of Self-Discovery. She writes this, and I'm going to read this out. My six-year-old son has a lot of passion. He is equal parts passionate about soccer, piano, memorising football standings and playing with toy cars. You may think I'm confusing idle pastimes with something much bigger, something that dreams are made of, but I'm not. That's the thing about passion, after all. Passion doesn't mean following a singular pursuit with all your might until Harvard finally comes calling. Passion occurs when enthusiasm is present. I think that's a great quote. The dictionary's got a few definitions for passion, one of which is passion is an extreme interest in or wish for doing something. 
Now, having a passion doesn't equate necessarily to success. What it will do is ensure that your child will grow, that your child will want to discover and that they will keep going through the tough times as well onward to success. It will also mean they continue to be excited and interested whatever new fads come along. Encouraging their passion teaches them to be independent. It encourages a fire to burn in them that's hard to put out, despite the best efforts of parents who don't understand what passion actually is. It can teach perseverance. Um, Not only will this carry them through whatever they're passionate about, but it should manifest itself in other areas of their lives too. So as your child entrepreneur grows up and rough and tough and bad times hit them, which they will, having a passion for what they're doing and what they're wanting to succeed will help them cope with those rough times and tough times. Their passion becomes their crutch. I've read and listened to many athletes who've turned to their passion when they felt down and had to handle grief or major setbacks. Somebody like David Beckham, he'd go and practice free kicks all day long. They go back in their minds to what makes them feel good and that could be something like kicking a ball into a net, it could be something like baking cakes, it could be something like painting beautiful pictures, going running hitting a golf ball, whatever it might be, they choose to become constructive instead of destructive. If your child has a passion, more often than not, it is actually a gift and as such it should be encouraged, even if we as parents don't understand or relate to it completely. But it's not always a gift, sometimes just that passion, they start not being very good at it but they really want to learn how to do it. And it becomes something that once they practice it and practice it and practice it and practice it, it becomes part of who they are and they can see that they've moved on and they can see that they've really, really started to understand and be good at what they're doing. And that gives them a lot of encouragement and it gives them a lot of pleasure. We're wired to want our kids to follow our dreams as parents or carers, not their own dreams but the value attained from supporting them in what they love to do is actually immeasurable. You can't put a figure on it. You can't measure how important it is, the value that they get out of it. It's important to remember, though, that I'm not saying that you should risk bankruptcy or go to any other extreme measures to support your child's love of anything. I'm simply saying that by cultivating the passions that come from within them and not from us as parents or carers, We are actually raising strong, independent kids who are likely to persevere and hopefully learn self-control and healthy coping skills along the way. In summary, five simple ways to raise successful kids. So we talked about having a growth mindset. We spoke about assigning tasks to them when they're at home, having chores, etc. Things that they know they're going to have to do on a regular basis in order to help the house run successfully. We talked about, as a parent, the importance of being involved in their education and the benefits of you being involved in their education. We talked about teaching, encouraging healthy lifestyle habits, sleeping, eating the right foods, lots of exercise, spending time together 
And lastly, we just spoke about encouraging their passion and how when you encourage their passion, that that encourages them to grow. It encourages them to deal with the good times and the bad so that they've got something that a goal that they're moving towards. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Raising Successful Kids. Please let me know what you'd like covered in future podcasts and I will do my best to facilitate that. We've got some interesting things coming along in the future, um, some interesting collaborations. I'm hoping to interview some really interesting people and bring those interviews to you later on. So please follow me on Facebook. There's a Raising Successful Kids group, Facebook group. Please go along, have a look, join in, tell your friends. Um, there's going to be an Instagram page and we've already got a Twitter page set up and of course please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and tell other people about the podcast anyone you know who wants to raise successful children who has successful children who are parents of successful children let them know about this podcast and so that we can grow this community together and be on this journey together thanks ever so much for listening I look forward to being Um, with you very soon I just want to leave this thought with you how can you encourage your child today to do something that's going to change their tomorrow tomorrow